0: guys it's sonia and kelly we are soar me sister friends that are here to share with you uh, via our podcast who we are today on our last podcast we acknowledged that we would share who we are and what our purpose is for this podcast and today we're joining you to do just that how about that kelly That
1: sounds like a plan, Sister Sonia. So who am I? My name is, my full government name is Kelly Patrice Garnett. Not your government name. That is on my
0: birth certificate. On your birth certificate.
1: Kelly Patrice Garnett. I was born and raised in Camden, New Jersey. Camden, New Jersey. The reason why I'm emphasizing on Camden, New Jersey, because you have a lot of people who were born in Camden and then they get famous and say they were from Philly. Nothing against Philly. I love Philly, but I was born and raised in Camden. But anyway. Do they, do they really? Yes, they do. Anywho, uh, I went to Forest Hill Elementary School, I went to Hatch Middle School. Forest,
0: I never heard you say that. Forest Hill Elementary School? Forest Hill Elementary School. I went to a Forest Hill Elementary School Mm -hmm. in Forest Hill, Texas. Yeah, there's a Forest Hill Elementary School on Park Boulevard in Camden, New Jersey. I've never heard you say that. Yeah. So we went to elementary schools that have the same name in two different states. Interesting. Yes. Went to Hatch Middle School. I actually had my first child
1: in the eighth grade. Hatch Middle School. Hatch. Hatch. And I went to Camden High. Go Panthers. Purple and gold. I graduated in 1985 from Camden High School. I am the oldest of three. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. My sister is a mythical child, Chi Chi. Chi. her name that she goes by, but her real name is Ursela. And I have a younger brother who is my little big bro, Scott. He is in Florida and my sister is still in New Jersey. But I have two grown sons, Antoine and Armand. They are 16 years apart. That is going to be another episode by itself when we talk about kids. Because that is definitely an episode. So I'm not going to get into that today because we're just talking about who am I? I have four grandkids, four grand kiddos, Gavin, Grant, Gia, and Grace. G-Unit, four Gs. I have a cat named Nala, who is no longer my cat. She's my mom's cat. <laughs> she that, is definitely your mom's cat. It's going to be another episode by itself, how... Uh, Nyla deserves her own episode. Yeah, she does. Along with my mom. Yeah. They have their own episode. And my stepdad, Buster. Chronicles of Buster. He's going to have his own episode as well. Buster
0: Chronicles? Yeah, Buster (laughs) Chronicles.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who am I? So, who am I? Let me add that in here for who am I. So, currently, my mom and my stepdad moved here from New Jersey and... If you know an Aries, they kind of move in or they just take over, nothing bad. It's just a good thing. I have a lot of Aries friends, but, you know, it's like the Aries takeover. She, they moved in and it's no longer my house. But, you know, y'all heard me say that on the other episodes, so you're going to hear me say it again. But either way, I love the beach. I love to travel. I've been traveling since 1990-ish, somewhere around there, early 90s. I make sure that I um, take a vacation every year. Um, If you are working every day, you should take a vacation. You should plan to take a vacation. You should plan to have time for yourself. It is very, very important so that you can rejuvenate. I am a hopeless romantic. I love love. I love to love, and I love being loved. Uh, What else do I want to share about myself? I don't know. What else do I want to share? How about I just throw it over to Sonia, and she can share a little bit, and then she can, and then I can actually, you know, time back in
0: after that. That sounds good. We can play off of each other. So, I'll pick up where you left off, and then we can finish after. So, I am the eldest of four, um, born in Oklahoma, moved to Texas when I was three, and my siblings were actually born in Texas. Um... I am Fort Worth-raised, funky town, famous. Um, As most people say, if you are from Fort Worth, you know what it means to truly be from uh, the inner city. Um, even though it's small town, it's like big town. So, and I say that because Fort Worth shows up on Cops, which I didn't know until people told me. And uh, they show up
1: on Cheaters. Yeah, oh.
0: see, and I didn't know until people told me about it because I don't watch any of those shows, but it's a, it's not huge, but huge enough for us to be on shows like that, which is not necessarily a good thing. But anyway, Otis of four. uh, I attended Trimble Tech High School, Bulldogs, uh, Navarro College, UTA College, and I am um, a person. I love love as well, like Kelly said, but I'm not a hopeless romantic. I am that person that feels like, oh, there's a lot of work that's got to go into it. and Once the work is done, then I can say that I'm in love, Um, which may not necessarily be a good thing, but that is who I am. Um, I'm a giver and a creator, and also an educator, who is very uh, adamant about making sure that I give back to those who come behind me. As far as young women are concerned, um, yeah, uh, two educator. parents, two parents, yeah. yeah, educator, two parents born in the '60s that um, fight for, fought, fought for racial equality put in paddy wagons and the whole nine, and I got to hear about how it was important for us to stand up, not only for our rights and our equality, but make sure that you were educated and that you uh, followed up for and supported those who came behind you. And not only my parents, but even my grandmother, she was adamant about making sure that any women that we came in contact with that we not only led them to the Lord if they didn't know the Lord, but make sure made sure that we supported them if they needed support as far as uh, home-wise, understanding what it meant to take care of your man, to cook, to take care of the home, and to raise your children. And so that's the life that I lived growing up as a child, and it led me to be a person who was adamant about not only being a leader in the workplace... But in my home and for those that I was exposed to. So, yeah. Taking care of a man. Hmm. That's going to be an episode taking by care, itself. Taking care of a man. Because some so, women are so taking when you, care of a So, men. when I say take care of a man... Take care of a man can have so many meanings. Yeah. Is that take care of him physically? Is that take care of him in the house? Is that take care of him sexually? Do you is want that to know take my definition care of, him? I'm care of I do. Man? Go right ahead. Chime right in. It's a so perfect
1: time. My definition is real simple how to take care of a man. Keep his stomach full and his balls empty.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's it. And you hear, you heard me say that my grandma taught me that. So, she didn't say nothing about no balls. So, <laughs> she said nothing about balls. But what she did say was, <laughs> if you took care of your man, your man would take care of you. And I am a witness that. If you truly do that, your man always returns home. I've not been a person that has to, has had to experience infidelity in the marriage. I've not had to experience uh, abuse in the marriage. I've not had to experience any of that because she taught me early on that if I took care of him, he would take care of me. And that's been the case. So, I'm a witness that it actually happened. So, <laughs> the statement that Kelly said, <laughs> I'm sure it works. It's just not the one that was shared with me. Keep the belly full and <laughs> the balls full. She taught me how to cook. And she told me to take <laughs> care of him. So, and at the end of the day, I'm sure it was the same. She just didn't share it quite like that.
1: Keep them balls empty. <laughs> Do a sack check when your man oh come oh home. Oh, okay. God. That's going to be another episode by itself.
0: Uh, by itself. Yeah. So who we are? So are me, sister friends. Educator. It, yeah, we're educators who love people, who love traveling, who love family. Uh it's all about making sure that we live life. So we don't we don't placate. We actually do what we're saying. Yeah. We take trips, we support others in doing what they love. We edu- we support people who are in We're educators in beauty schools, but not only that, like even if hairstylists, yeah, we're hairstylists as well. But even if it means that you need assistance in whatever your profession is, business wise, we can tell you the steps to take in order for you to be on the path to success. Um, So you own a salon, right? Yes. Yeah. So I I was a
1: salon owner before I moved here. Um, I opened up my salon in 1995, split ends, hair and nail design. And um, when I moved to Texas, I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. But, I, I, but uh, shout out to, you know, everyone who was associated or is associated with split ends. 504 North Whitehorse Pike, Berlin Road. We got a story behind that as well. But um
0: Yeah. And my salon is Belladon Studios and mm-hmm. it's it's been me and a few other friends that have their own salons now and have branched off. And it's interesting because um, I've worked by myself and I've worked with a group of friends, uh, mainly uh, Dominicans who were transplants from New York that um, we shared a lot in common as far as how our processes and procedures in completing our services were which was interesting because I'm a graduate of Paul Mitchell and after uh, initial beauty school for Fort Worth Beauty School and they their techniques were pretty much the same and I didn't realize that until after working with them. But what's most important was the fact that we didn't have clients that had contraindications or uh, symptoms or challenges with their hair after completion just because of the uh, expertise and the importance and focus on our clients. And so just like we were talking about a minute ago, as far as um, being get, giving back and being educators and people who love people, um, when we're in our industry and working for ourselves, it's the same. Um, our clients are of, of most importance. And throughout this podcast, we're talking about who we are right now, but we're going to be sharing what it means in order for you to be People who love love, people who love to give back, Mm -hmm. people who care about people, people who care about uh, what it means for society to be functioning as a whole, people who love uh, the uplifting, the advancement, and the prosperity of those that surround them. This podcast is for those who are positivity driven, encouragement driven, education-driven, and like-minded in those aspects. So we want to say welcome before we start. Um, We're explaining who we are in the beginning, but we're going to get into some topics that are going to be not only informative, but they may be a little risque at times. They might be. Just like I heard you say you went to Fort Worth Beauty School, so did I. Yeah, and we went at different times. Like when I went... It was before Kelly even moved to Texas and we didn't realize that until years later. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: went to Fort Worth Beauty School, uh, did my SI program there. That's a story by itself too. hmm Um, uh, worked at Ogle for going on 10 years next year with Ogle, if I'm not mistaken. And I skipped out on Ogle for a little bit and went to Paul Mitchell.
0: Which is how she met me.
1: Yes. And that's a whole story by itself. We had a conversation in the learner's learning leader's office. And I'm going to dangle the carrot on that one because I'm not even going to talk about it right now.
0: You should talk about it a little bit because what we were talking about, you guys... Didn't even have to do with beauty school. It had to do with travel because I was going to travel by myself. And when I mentioned it, she was like, I'll go with you because the love of travel will draw like-minded people. And when I tell you it's in the top three of my best trips ever, yes, it was Denver, Colorado. And it's been years ago and I was going to go by myself, but my girl said, I'll go with you. And I was like, as long as you understand that I'm not going to have a schedule you can roll with me. She rolled with me, and it was the best trip ever.
1: It was. And for those of you that know me, I'm always on to like, number one beach. And I was like, oh, I've never been to Colorado. I can go to Colorado. I can expand my horizons a little bit and see how it's going to be to function in snow on vacation. And it was so freaking awesome.
0: Because when you are a traveler... You're open to having fun and you're open to new things. And even though I had been asking like my family, because I travel with my family all the time, but nobody, nobody wanted to go where it was cold. And so every year when we have these couple of travel events each year, they were like, no, we don't want to go where it's cold. No, we don't want to go where it's cold. And I mentioned it and I had decided at that point for my birthday, I was going by myself. Kelly heard me say it and was like, I'll go with you. We get to Colorado, and when I say that was my first time traveling with her, and it was the first time that I had somebody who I hadn't traveled with that actually flowed exactly like me. I was a stranger. She was a stranger, but it was the bomb. We had snow. It was freezing. We shopped, and we visited, and we ate, and we went to jazz bars, and it was the best time ever and we've been going to Denver every year since and so even with COVID like we our plan to go to Denver is like in two weeks and we can't wait to go it won't be like snow snow like we're used to but Denver is like the place to go if you've never gone where it's snowing if you've never gone to Denver Denver just to experience the difference if it I feel like it's a and a medium in between east and west yeah yeah I agree. so you've got snow but you've got the mentality of people like they're on the east coast where it's warm um so southern east coast where it's warm so yeah it's a must do every year for us and that's how we created our bond like we work together but our trip to Denver is what bonded us, don't you think? Yeah, it yeah,
1: yeah. Cause we it was a road trip. We didn't fly, but like we we drove. It was a road trip. So to see the 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 scenery as we're going and just stopping at different places like the Broadmoor and we stopped in Colorado Springs. Like we were so excited to see where the other Paul Mitchell campus was and things like that. And just, you know, experiencing Colorado. And we've been back since then, which is just like freaking awesome. Like now I'm asking, hey, when are we going back to Colorado? And even though like flights are like dirt cheap now, I still want to ride. I still want to drive. Like I still want to do the road trip, which is, you know, pretty freaking awesome.
0: And she's being real nice right now because I am a Crohn's uh, patient. So, having Crohn's and having a couple of cancer diagnoses and all that. And I shared it with her um, because I needed her to be aware that, hey, I might have an episode. And there's times when I don't, and, there, and I'm totally normal, but there's times when I do. And so I shared with her in advance. And and just so happens when we are traveling and driving in our van to Colorado on our first trip, I do have an episode and that's what allowed me to understand that she's a sister a true sister and somebody that i could travel with because i did have this episode going and she acted like she knew and had experienced it and it was no big deal she didn't judge me she was there for me she started driving because i was driving when the episode happened all of that and i was like okay i can travel with her forever because she didn't judge me number one number two She was there for me. Number three, she just picked up and drove and our trip was not halted. It like it continued like nothing ever happened. And I'm saying that being transparent on this podcast because there's other people who have Crohn's and colorectal cancer or whatever, and it's hard when people don't understand like they don't know what you're experiencing and what you go through and you can say it but until they're around you when the episode happens they like have no clue because they're not used to having to be mindful of where you stop when you're on the road be mindful of what you have with you to make sure that you're okay when you're traveling or even just on a day to day guys yeah. we drove in a ditch yes we did a snow ditch it was snowing on the side of the road and it was pitch black no light and we had to pull over because I was sick. No lights. And she, whether she was panicked or not, still to this day, I don't know if she was panicked or not because I said I gotta pull over. There was not an option. We were pulling over regardless, and she just said okay. She know now. Because yeah. <laughs> everywhere
1: we travel now, I'm like, uh there's no street lights. I'm not traveling down this road at nighttime. There's no street lights. There's no
0: service. Yeah, that part. And I'm like, I'm a traveler. It doesn't matter. As long as we have everything we need in the vehicle, we're good. So I'm saying that to say that we are truly sister friends because that was the onset of our relationship. That's what solidified us as true sister friends. And if we can do it, anybody can do it. So we're asking you to join us on this journey. Join us in making those relationships and building those relationships with the women. It, not just women, it can be a man too, because we have men friends, um, friends that we've been friends with for a long time. Yeah, but more than and anything, those sisters, especially the sisters that are hesitant, because we all know somebody that's hesitant and says that you know she can't be close to girls, she's always had guy friends. I was that person. If you ask me about my high school friends, the majority of them are guys. I may have had one or two, why because I was crossed by a few women. So all I seeked out was men, but that doesn't mean. Does that it sound like a part two? It does sound like a part it sound two. Like a part two. It does sound like yeah. a part two. Cause later on, I had to go through a bunch of healing and stuff in my church yeah. to make sure that I could be friends with women, because all I wanted to be friends with were guys. But I'm saying that to say we are sister friends. We are sore on me. We, it is important for us to know that we are our sister's keeper, especially in times like these. We are what we need. We are who has to be there for the next person. And we have to build each other up. We we, cannot, it is important. Yeah, it's, it's very not, important. It's not an option
1: yeah and that's gonna be another episode by itself because we definitely have to come together and start supporting one another and and taking compliments graciously and not looking down on one taking another. taking and giving taking in yes taking and giving um so Definitely, is going to be a part two and a part three to this actually one episode of Who Am I? Because what it comes down to is the you versus you. You really don't know who you are until you start unpeeling some things. And sometimes you need that sister to help you to unpeel some things just to realize who you really are. So I'm just going to share this. I am the most fascinating person I've ever met. Me. Until next time. Sis, do you have anything
0: else to say? Because no, until next I time, don't. until next time, yeah. Soor, I'm, I'm me. me. We are sister friends. See you guys. Air hugs and germless kisses. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.